Welcome, and thank you for joining us in the zone with Abby Hagan, where we talk all things NFL football all season long. Whether you're a super fan or you're just starting to watch the sport, this is where you want to be to talk football. I'm excited to get the season started, so let's get going. Kickoff is on Thursday. We've got the Cowboys Buccaneers. And I think that's going to be a real fun game to watch. I don't think the Cowboys really stand a chance, but I'm super excited to see Dak Prescott back in action. He seems to be pretty healthy. I think that we can really keep our fingers crossed that he doesn't tweak anything or mess anything up. I saw a couple people with negative energy in comments under some type of thread I saw on Twitter saying, oh, the Bucks are going to win. Dak is going to leave with a slight injury. And that's just bad energy, you know. Then again, that's a that's a real reality for a lot of players coming off injury. And I, I, I think that the Cowboys have a lot to show. Um, I would love for the Cowboys to win this game. I would love for this to be a fantastic game to watch. I want it to be competitive, you know. This is the first game of the season. I don't just want to watch the defending Super Bowl champs wipe the floor with a team who's been missing their starting quarterback for a year. To me, that's extremely boring. I love an underdog. I love a comeback. I love a challenge. So hopefully we'll get to see some good football. I think we will. The energy is going to be insane. And, you know, Dallas is a pretty good contender for their division. Granted, that's not saying too much, but I'm excited to start off the football season with this game, and I'm going to get into a couple other games that I'm personally looking forward to watching. Um, But I'm looking at the list that I wrote out for myself, and as I was writing it, I wanted to write down all the games because I'm just so excited for the season. And the only game that I had no interest in writing was the Jags-Texans game because I I really don't think that Trevor Lawrence is going to do anything that we don't expect him to do, and I don't really need to watch that. Like, I can just watch the highlights. But other than that, I think Trevor Lawrence will have a great game. He's going to have a good season. A lot of people think he's going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. So I think we'll see how that goes. But even after, you know, game one, you can't really say how anyone's season is going to go. It's just exciting to see the way that teams are coming off the preseason and how they're actually rolling with the stadium full of fans, hopefully. The next game that I'm very excited to see is the Steelers-Bills game. Of course, I'm a Steelers fan. I'm not, not going to sit here and talk to you about Steelers football all day, but I'm ready to watch. I'm ready to watch the black and gold. Um, I'm not too optimistic about this because I think the Bills are a force to be reckoned with, Super Bowl contender for sure. I like Josh Allen a lot. I think they've got a lot of talent up there in Buffalo, and I wouldn't be upset if the Steelers lost to the Bills in week one, but I would be sad about it. There's a difference. Like, I'm not expecting a win, but if we do pull off a win, I can absolutely rub it in every single person's face. Just kidding, I don't do that. And then the next and last game that I'm going to talk about really is Browns Chiefs. Um, I think the Browns are going to be a great team this year. It hurts me to say that, but I have to be realistic. I love watching good football, and the Browns is the Browns. But I would like them 
to not be the Browns. I'd like to watch the Steelers beat a Browns team that's, you know, not weak. It's it's more fun to win the division when you're playing good teams. That's really all I have to say about it. And of course, who is not excited to watch the Chiefs play? There's so much talent on that team. Your guys on that team are going to have have a have an outstanding season. Um, personally, I love tight ends and I'm excited to watch Travis Kelsey. That's one of my favorite positions to watch. I just think that to be a really good tight end, you have to be really talented. And they're always so fun to watch. So I love watching the Chiefs. I'll definitely be tuned into that game. And I really want to see how the Browns move and how they're working because, like I said, watching a good Browns team could be fun. It's more fun to win the division when there's competition. And I can say that as a Steelers fan. As football fans, I think we all know that sometimes we're going to experience disappointment. And for me, in order to save myself the embarrassment of, you know, my team losing and having talked crap about the team that we're playing, I just don't. I don't trash talk other teams. I don't trash talk other matchups because I don't want to look dumb. Like, I obviously believe in what my team can do, but... On the other perspective, I'm super realistic. Anyway, point being, I don't trash talk other NFL teams unless they're the Ravens and the Jets. You know, being a Jets fan is a choice. And I do feel for Jets fans, but I will always remind Jets fans of their situation and their history and their very noble choices to remain Jets fans. I'm from Jersey and people would be like, oh, are you a Jets fan? And I'm like, of course not. (laughs) Jets fans are so loyal. I don't know how y'all stay year after year, but I'll give that to you. And after that, with that being said, I want to talk about Zach Wilson because I like Zach Wilson. I didn't think that he was going to be, you know, the Jets savior or like breakout star. But after watching him in preseason, he looks very confident. He's just such a confident player, and he's bringing a little bit of a different energy to the to the team, I think. You've got the new, people are calling it a new Jets era with Wilson and Selah, and I really want to see where this goes because I think if Zach Wilson has a good first couple of weeks in the NFL, you know, as a starting quarterback, I think I think we can expect to see a new Jets era. I'm not saying that all of a sudden the Jets are going to have a fantastic season. I think they'll win a couple games and there's so much to work on on the Jets. But if they can get a quarterback that sticks, that can perform well consistently and plays with confidence, I think that they can build up this organization and we'll actually start to see exciting Jets football. You know, people are excited about a lot of these rookie QBs, and I've honestly been paying attention to a lot of them just because the talent this year, to me, was really insane. Like, I like watching each of these quarterbacks, you know. I'll be watching. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Trey Lance, and and I'll talk about this later because I really like Trey Lance as a player. I think he's, I think he's got, like, star quality just as a QB, but we'll talk about Trey Lance and the Niners QB situation a little later. 
But, you know, Zach Wilson, to me, is a standout. And if you're a Jets fan, I think that this is something to really be excited about this season and also for the future. And I don't often tell Jets fans to have hope, but actually, I'm not going to tell you to have hope. It's the Jets. I'm done trash talking the Jets. I just want to say I like Zach Wilson. I'm very hopeful there. If you're a Jets fan, I hope you like Zach Wilson because I think that's something that we can rally behind and that's something to look forward to this season, if nothing else. Okay, real quick, sorry if this sounds super unplanned and crazy, but I just got a notification that the Ravens signed Le'Veon Bell. Every, I need one second to just like process for a second because I have so many feelings about Le'Veon Bell that it's just, it's hilarious to me. This makes sense. You know, the Ravens needed to sign a running back. Um, Le'Veon Bell's got talent. But every single time I hear Le'Veon Bell get signed to a new team, I don't know what to think. I obviously am a little bit biased having had to go through the hard time of being a Steelers fan while Le'Veon Bell refused to play. So, I don't know. We'll see. We got him back in the AFC North. I think the Ravens are such an interesting choice for ex-Steelers players. You have Alejandro Villanueva there this year, too. Wow. I'm kind of glad you guys got to have my genuine reaction there. Uh, So who's excited to watch Le'Veon Bell on the Ravens? I mean, do they really need a running back? They got Lamar Jackson. I feel like they could have saved themselves a couple dollars and saved themselves some time and just had him run the ball. I kid, I kid, but still. So before I found out that Le'Veon Bell got signed to the Ravens just now, I was about to talk about the whole Mac Jones and Cam Newton situation over in New England. So I think if you watched Mac and Cam and you kind of were keeping up with the dynamic over there, you realized that things maybe weren't going to go the way that Cam Newton and Cam Newton fans wanted it to go. It was pretty clear that Belichick likes Mac Jones a lot. And while at first I was shocked about the news of them going with Mac Jones and releasing Cam, I took a second. A minute later, I was like, well, hmm, all right. I do feel for Cam Newton because he is a fantastic player that's just had a hard time sticking these past couple of years. And I, I don't think that he's going to have much success finding a QB1 job right now in the NFL. He's going to have to be okay with being a backup. And if he wants to be a starting QB, he's going to have to play hard because I think that, you know, a lot of teams might be interested. But, you know, there's a reason. When when Bill Belichick makes a decision to go with a rookie over an experienced, talented quarterback like Cam Newton, it does. it's not that it it's not that it puts a scarlet letter on your chest because that's very dramatic, but I do think that it does speak volumes, especially to these teams that do have young talent. You know, he's, he's really not, he's going to have a lot of trouble finding a starting job in the NFL right now. So I'm interested to see where that goes. But ESPN actually asked um, NFL execs about who they thought were going to win awards this year. They wanted their predictions ahead of the season. So 
I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to read those to you because I don't agree with all of them necessarily. I have my own opinions, but I also am very much in agreement with one award. So let me go start up the top up at MVP. They have Josh Allen, and I really like Josh Allen. Um, I think that that's a really good possibility. I think he had a fantastic season last year. You know, even though it's hard watching the Bills be fantastic, watching the Bills be fantastic with Josh Allen at QB is such exciting football to watch. Like, I really think that they are Super Bowl contenders this year, obviously. it's That's not a hot take at all. Offensive player of the year, they've listed Christian McCaffrey, which I think is a pretty, pretty good bet. I like that. And then for defensive player of the year, they have TJ Watt, who I will take it to my grave that he was snubbed last year. Aaron Donald is great. I see that. But all of the stats showed that TJ Watt should have been defensive player of the year. He was my defensive player of the year. I 100% agree with this. But that also kind of leads me into a side tangent about his contract deal and the whole situation with the Steelers. People say that it's getting ugly over there and, you know, he hasn't been practicing. But Coach Mike Tomlin says that he's very confident that something will be worked out. I think that something will be worked out. TJ Watt apparently wants to be the highest paid pass rusher ever in the NFL. And I think that would be awesome. Like, TJ Watt's my favorite player right now. Like I said earlier, I love I love um, tight ends, and I love pass rushers. I think that those are such exciting positions to watch, um, especially in the case of T.J. Watt. He's, he is so talented. You know, Khalil Mack right now was the largest, is the largest active uh, OLB with $141 million for his deal, his agreement over there, and that's not unwarranted. Khalil Mack, a force to be reckoned with. But I do think that the Steelers will hopefully, most likely, reach some sort of agreement um, for T.J. Watt to be paid the money that he deserves. But I don't think that there's anything for Steelers fans to be worried about in regards to him playing at the start of the season. So heading back to this list of awards, they have predictions for Offensive Rookie of the Year, Mac Jones or Trevor Lawrence. And I don't think Mac Jones will be rookie of the year. I think Trevor Lawrence is a pretty safe, pretty standard answer there. So we'll see how that one goes, but I really don't think it'll be Mac Jones. Hopefully time doesn't prove me wrong. Or maybe if you're a New England fan, hopefully time does prove me wrong. But I like to be right, so let's hope it does it. All right, for defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons, I can get behind that. Comeback player of the year, Saquon Barkley, I think not. I hate to be a Debbie Downer here, but I think that he's going to re-injure himself. I don't see him lasting this season. And even if he does last, I don't think he's going to have a great season. And then Coach of the Year, Kyle Shanahan at the San Francisco 49ers, which leads me to wanting to talk about the 49ers, especially their situation over there at QB, which I think is so interesting. So this is my first guest of the show. This is my friend Arnav Gupta, 
and I'm so excited for you all to meet him and hear his perspective and his take on it. He's the biggest Niners fan I know and probably the closest thing that I can get to a Niners expert to talk about this situation with. So without any further ado, Arnav Gupta, everyone. Arnav, welcome to In the Zone with Abby Hagen. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so thankful that you're here and you decided to talk to me about football, which we do all the time anyway. Yeah. 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 So why don't you start out by uh, telling people your name, your favorite team and your favorite moment in NFL history or your favorite play of all time, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, my name is Arnav Gupta. Um, I go to school with Abby and I talk football with her all the time. Uh, my favorite team is the San Francisco 49ers I'm from the area. Um, Bay Area. Bay Trey Area, yes, sir. Um, but originally Bay Area, of course. Um, as a 49ers fan, I've been a 49ers fan since like 2008. And so I haven't had like the glory years of like Montana Young. I've only had like the the Kaepernick days, which I'm not complaining about. That was fun. But then came the Chip Kelly days. And obviously now we have Shanahan and Lynch, which is fantastic. Uh, but we had a couple of heartbreaking seasons. Um, conference championships lost, Super Bowls lost. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite <laughs> moment um, was when Navarro Bowman made the game-winning play in the NFC Championship game, um, breaking up a pass at, in the last minute or so um, with Matt Ryan throwing, I think it was Roddy White or Julio. I don't remember exactly, but he, he broke up that pass and that essentially sealed the deal for the 49ers to go to that Super Bowl, which they ultimately lost against the Ravens. So in the moment, it was really exciting, but ultimately what came was the, the Superdome blackout and uh, a failed comeback, but that was, that was really exciting for yeah. a young fan. Yeah, awesome. I, I excuse me, I'm going to clear my throat. Um, I'm glad that play happened because, you know, that, that blackout is an iconic moment in history and yeah, can't forget that ever. Um, yeah. I mean, that was like the birth of like, I mean, it wasn't the birth of Kaepernick, of course, that Packers game was, but it, it kind of like showed people what a mobile quarterback can do. But, you know, and it's exciting because Kaepernick honestly reminds me, or Trey Lance reminds me a lot of Kaepernick. Yeah, so that's actually what we're about to talk about. So <laughs> yeah. I asked Arnav to come on here and talk with us because he is my resident 49ers expert. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's hard to pay attention to all 32 NFL teams, so I want to get opinions from you know, friends of mine, connections, uh, anyone who really might know a little bit more about something else and have them come on here and talk. So I want to talk to you about the QB situation about over in, uh, over in San Francisco Bay. Um, I know before the draft started, you really wanted uh, the Niners to draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't you talk about you were really on the Justin Fields train. Um, yeah. And then they drafted Trey Lance and there was like three minutes of devastation. And then you watched a little, <laughs> and then you watched a couple highlight videos, did a little reading. And then by the end of the night, you were like, Trey area, Trey area. area. So um, yeah, just like, why don't you tell us your feelings on Trey Lance, how you think he's doing over there. And then we can talk about the whole Jimmy G, Trey Lance, uh, QB situation over there. Yeah, I think, um, yes, I'll admit it. I was excited for Justin Fields. I thought he was a surefire pick for the 49ers, especially with his pedigree, him being with an elite 11 with Shanahan, 
And just like his overall accolades and film speaking for himself, which I know Shanahan was like stressing and John Lynch was stressing and like the interviews they were giving before. And so I thought ultimately everything was leading up to Justin Fields ultimately being the pick. But when they made Trey Lance the pick, um, I was a little underwhelmed initially. But when I really started like watching videos on him, uh, watching more film on him, I realized that he's like a really, really smart guy and he can ultimately be like Shanahan's guy. Um, I think that's why they gave up three first round picks for him. And, um, and I know they know he's raw. Like there's no way they didn't anticipate him like having accuracy issues or just being like struggling in the pocket in general. Um, but honestly, like based on the reports coming from trainer, training camp, preseason games, um, he's improved a lot and they've kind of improved. They've, they've, um, they've received like a lot of like positive input from uh, Trey Lance and he, they've been saying he's working really hard. And I think without all of that, they wouldn't be inserting him into formations and schemes where he's replacing Jimmy G for plays at a time. Um, I don't think he's ready to be a full-time starter. And I, I'm really, I like, I have a lot of trust in Shanahan just cause he's like literally the wizard. Um, but I do agree with this kind of two quarterback system um, where they bring in Trey Lance for plays at a time. Um, there's this saying where you have, to, if you have two QBs, you have, you have none. Um, but honestly, like what we saw with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill, um, defenses have to game plan for both quarterbacks. And they have to, in this case, they have to game plan for Jimmy Garoppolo's accuracy and just overall like experience. And he knows the flow of the game. He's a winning quarterback if he's healthy. But they also have to game plan for Trey Lance's mobility, athleticism, and just kind of like variability in when he comes into the field. So I think like just having an extra kind of layer on your offense compared to when it's just Jimmy G, a guy who stays in the pocket, throws darts, sure, but may miss the occasional deep pass. Um, I mean, this season is going to be really exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I kind of got on the uh... – the Trey Lance train. I'm a fan. Um, I Man, think that <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be professional. Um, no, uh, no, I, I'm a fan of Trey Lance. I think that you're right. I don't think he's ready to be a starting QB, but I, the two quarterback system, when I, I was listening to a podcast, I hadn't watched much of the Niners, uh, preseason and then I wasn't really paying too much attention in training camp just kind of like reading reports that I saw and you know it did look like uh, like Trey Lance was doing kind of well um, but I really think that that two QB system is such an interesting thing for the Niners to do like I, I think you're right I think between Jimmy and Trey like there's they bring two completely different things to the table and it'll be really exciting to hopefully see the Niners kind of be explosive with that and take advantage of it because, you know, you, your defenses do have to prepare for two different things. So hopefully in action that, you know, that actually carries and it's successful because I, if it's not successful, I don't know that Trey Lance will earn a starting job. But that's where I kind of, that's where I kind of, I mean, too soon. Okay, I agree. But at the end of the day, everybody's main complaint about Trey Lance is that he doesn't have enough reps. He doesn't have a lot of experience. He's played one game in the past two years, blah, 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 blah. But if he's on the field and he's like getting these reps and during the preseason, yes, he's, it's inevitable. He's going to make mistakes during the season. Again, it's inevitable. He's going to make mistakes, but I'd rather it happens in these 
kind of individual situations rather than when he's labeled as a starter. He has all these expectations on him. He has all of these like, oh, he, you have a great team. You literally have a Super Bowl caliber team. You need to take them there. And he crumbled, like, I don't anticipate him crumbling under that, but I do anticipate him making rookie mistakes. And I'd rather he make that while he's under Jimmy Garoppolo's wing rather than when he's out there for himself. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. You know, there's so much pressure on, on a rookie period, especially when that, you know, the media is making out to be a star. And I think that Trey Lance kind of does have an advantage because, you know, the media is not putting him up on this really high pedestal and setting these extremely high expectations. Whereas you have, you know, Mac Jones over at the Patriots, like imagine the weight of the world on his back. Like you're on Bill Belichick's team, you know, like you have to perform. And I think that's kind of where like Zach Wilson and uh, Trey Lance this season will have an opportunity to one surprise everybody with talent. Like I, earlier in this episode, I talked about how I think Zach Wilson is going to be great. Um, Yeah. But two, you know, it, it, there's not, they, not that they have nothing to lose, but it's just an opportunity to get confidence. You know, any rookie is going to have an issue, you know, going into their first game of the regular season. And I can imagine emotions are so high. That's not something I'll ever get to experience. But <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you have to remember, these guys are like 22 years old. Like yeah. having him behind Jimmy G, I think, is uh, it's such a good strategy for like warming him up to the NFL and warming him up to like the big leagues. And finally, like, you know, letting him experience what the real deal is. I mean, four weeks in, if there's not a lot of success with it, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what's not working, whether it be Garoppolo or Trey Lance and I don't know who's going to have to who's going to have to be pushed aside what do you think what do you think that'll go yeah I mean I'm not wishing this upon Garoppolo but we know about his injury history so if that does come into play it's Trey Lance time but if not I think Garoppolo is going to be the starter for the remainder of the year just because he thrives on this system Shanahan makes it really easy for him um they have like a relatively easy schedule um, up until the bye week. Uh, so I, I don't anticipate Garoppolo getting benched or anything like that. But a thing that I have thought about is um, if Garoppolo plays really well and he's having like, uh, whoa, this is a statement, an MVP caliber season, which is definitely in the books because of the offense that the 49ers have right now. Um, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised seeing him get traded. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised seeing him traded. If Trey Lance is making plays when he's in the game, um, you know, learning the playbook really well, um, doing well in terms of leadership, you know, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised seeing him getting traded, but of course you don't want to get rid of the momentum a team has like that. So um, I doubt it, but I also wouldn't be surprised just because I, if I remember correctly, he may be a free agent after the season. So I know the 49ers, John Lynch is a smart man. He doesn't want to give up any assets just for free. So, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I'm, I agree with you. I don't, I don't, I, I think, I think if we see a Garoppolo injury, that would obviously be so devastating. It would, yeah. So sorry to all the Niners fans out there, but I would low key be excited to see Trey Lance uh, and what he'll, what he could do at a QB1, you know, role. He's so exciting. He's just an exciting player to watch. He comes into the game and you're just like, what is he going to do next? With Garoppolo, it's like, okay, he's going to throw down the middle. <laughs> he's going to throw down the middle. He's going to throw down the middle. Boom, boom, boom. But he's going to hit every single one of those passes. With Trey Lance is like, oh, he's going to run it. He's going to throw it deep. Is he well, yeah. I mean, that's that that's that uh, rookie, almost like fresh mentality, you know? And I, 
And I do think that, you know, Trey Lance does have like kind of an edge up because he's he's smart. You, you said before, he's smart. He's, he can get creative and he sees things that, you know, I think gives him a nice edge up. So I'm really excited to see how the def- how other defenses perform against perform yeah. against that. Definitely. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, me too, me too. So what do you what do you think the uh, the Niners record's going to be this year? 17 and 0. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um I mean realistically probably like 13 and 4, 12 and 5. Um hopefully we don't have injuries just like last year, but we are in like the NFC West, which is like the hardest division in the league right now. So, and I see a couple of close losses, but I think we'll make the playoffs. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure, like a thousand percent sure, we're gonna make the playoffs. So. NFC West is the hardest division in the league. Oh come on! That's Don't try to no. AFC because <laughs> you guys have the Bengals. You guys have two. Easy. Yeah. Okay. You know what? There is um there is a throwaway. <laughs> yeah. There, That's yeah, so a, rude. Well, I mean, let's be real here, like. You know, the offensive line of the Bengals isn't the best. Yeah. And TJ Watt just got paid, huh? TJ Watt just got paid. Okay, update. I recorded the first half of this episode yesterday, and I talked about how um, TJ Watt needed to get paid and how, you know, the media was making it all ugly, talking about it's so ugly, like, you know, this whole thing. I'm like, guys, like, it's not ugly. It's just taking a little longer. Okay. They're not dumb over there in Pittsburgh. Like they're going to give TJ Watt the money. And if they didn't, That'd I don't be know. That'd be that mistake. would be a huge, mis- big mistake. Huge. Yeah. Um, what was the deal? I actually didn't see the numbers. Um, 112 million with 80 million guaranteed, I think. In four years? Um, I like read it as I was like walking home and, you know, got excited, screenshotted it, sent it to someone. And then, and then yesterday, I also got my reaction to Le'Veon Bell getting signed to the Ravens practice squad, but now they're out another running back. Um, Again? Again, I got a notification. um, Excuse me. I got a notification as I was coming home today. And, uh, whew. They're at another running back. Gus That's Edwards so suffered a season-ending torn ACL during oh, today's boy. practice per source. So, listen, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there, but it's definitely a possibility that we'll see some Le'Veon Bell action in the AFC North, but that's a whole different story. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I mean, it's easier for the AFC now. Running back. The Ravens are a running heavy team, so it's easier for the Chiefs, Steelers, Bills. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on here and talking to me. I will have to have you on again, obviously, uh, especially in a couple weeks after we've seen kind of how this QB Niners situation unfolds over time. Um, I'm not rooting for you guys, but <laughs> but good luck. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. No, thank you so much for having me. I uh, Your podcast is very entertaining. I can't wait for future episodes. Once again, thank you so much for joining us in the zone with me, Abby Hagen. Special thank you to Arnav Gupta for coming on and chatting with me on this week's episode of In the Zone. Go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram. We are in the zone.pod with a zero for the Owen zone. 
On Twitter, we are ITZpodcast00. And on TikTok, we are at InTheZonePod. All those links will be in our description. I'm looking forward to chatting with you all throughout the rest of the season. And happy NFL football season, guys.